What is good, guys? It is Nath, aka the Boston Brit. Me and Tom are back with a brand new episode of the That UK Celtics podcast. Now, before we jump into it, we have to say, you know, Carol from PR keeps going on at us, but there may be some cheeky language. So if you are sensitive, probably best you f off. But anyway, let's jump straight into it. Welcome to a brand new episode of the That UK Celtics podcast. Tatum drives George right there. Tatum gets a wide open look. What's happening, people, and welcome to another episode of that UK Celtics podcast. Of course, I am your host, Tom Wade. With me again, as always, as it will be as we move forward, is my co-host, Nath Monday, aka the Boston Brit. Nath, what's good, my guy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing all right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, like I said, nothing's really changed, I don't think, since we last spoke on the on the last episode. It's just living through this Roma season. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty bad to be honest. I mean, uh, they have said that obviously we're coming out the worst of it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the greatest situation. I, I just want basketball back, man. Need basketball yeah. for my life. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree, man. I agree. Um, just quickly before we dive into the, the this week's episode, I just want to shout out everybody that's you know, give us any feedback and everybody that's listened or watched the first episode with uh, Matthew Connolly. Um, I know. I know it was a big thing for you, mate. It was, it was, it was a very good conversation. The guy knows his basketball. I think for a first episode, I think it was a good way to start. So thank you to all you guys that have listened and watched that show back. Yeah, so Matt, yeah, Matt, well, Matt was a great guest, knew his basketball. Um, and, you know, we've got some crazy, crazy more guests coming on soon as well. So, I mean, everyone needs to make sure they subscribe. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome season one. Yeah, it, it really is. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And of course, like you said there, everybody, make sure that you're subscribing. Whatever, however you're listening to the pod, make sure you're subscribing. If you're watching too, make sure that you're uh, you're subscribing on the next uh, YouTube channel. Also, just a quick update. I know as we were setting up, there was a few things that weren't in place, which are kind of beyond our control with like Google and Apple. But I am pleased to say we are now I are, we are officially on every single streaming platform where you get your podcast. So, however you're listening, we thank you for doing so. As as you said there, Nath, this is last week was a kind of special episode, but this week we're back to the Celtics. This is why we're here, I guess. I mean, you couldn't really call it that UK Celtics podcast without having the conversation on the seas, because, like I said, that's why we're here. So. Sticking a little bit with last week's episode in terms of how I got into basketball, I just want to hear a bit more about yourself. Like, I, I know you personally, we've had many conversations. I think a lot of people that are probably going to listen know you as well. But for anybody that isn't, I think what I want to know is, like, why the Celtics? And how, was it, how did it come about you getting into basketball itself and then becoming, obviously, a, a huge Celtics fan? Okay, so I mean, I was, basically I was at school, this was, uh, 
kicking back some years now. So like 2004, I'd like to say. It was about 2004, I think it was. And my, one of my best mates, he went to America on holiday. Yeah. Um, he went in school time, so I was already annoyed at him as it is because trying to get a holiday in school time was ridiculous those days. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, so he went on holiday. He went to like Florida and travelled down um, or travelled up the East Coast and stuff. And he ended up, his last stop was in Boston. Um, and he, he went and watched uh, Lakers and Celtics. And um, he brought me back. He came back and he brought me a, um, a jersey. He brought me a jersey back. And a little, and a little like little hat. It was a little hat and a little figure, like a weird. It wasn't a bobblehead. I've still got it. I've still got it. So I'll see like a, when I go back to my parents, I'll see if I can find it, and I'll take a picture of it and put it on, put it on Instagram. But but yeah. So he he came back, and in those times we had the flip phones. So we had the mad like Motorola <laughs> razors. Remember those bad boys? So yeah, shout out to them ones. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he had so he had his Motorola razor. He flipped it up or slid it up however you want to call it and uh he showed me a video he used to say like oh man i went to this i went to this basketball game um and you know obviously in the uk and in, around that time like it wasn't very you know everyone knew about the nba to a point but in terms of my age group and my 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 era and my school and stuff like no one really you know we did it in pe but that was it like we, know, we didn't really know anything about um the nba other than you know mj um yeah. so so it was kind of, he just said to me, oh yeah, look, it was awesome. It was amazing. Like the atmosphere was really cool. And, you know, it was like being at a football match, like amplified. So I thought, yeah. okay. I was like, I'm like, all right then, mate, like calm down. It wasn't that good, was it, surely? Um, <laughs> he, yeah. And he turns around and he goes, well, no, no, seriously, have a look, have a look. So he showed, like I said, he showed me the videos. And I kind of went, oh, right, who, who was playing? And he said, oh, Boston Celtics and, and, and the Los Angeles Lakers. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, okay. And I was like, who's your, who's your team? And he said, well, obviously I went to Boston, so I'm going to support Boston. And, you know, I said, you know what, obviously when you're your best mate, you kind of say, you know what, mate, I'll be, I'll be a Boston Celtics fan as well. And yeah, you since, kind of get that relationship then, don't you? You've got someone to relate to when you're talking basketball, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. So, like, he, so he kind of, the issue is that he kind of teetered off, and because obviously over here, football is the main sport. Football and rugby, I mean, we're not going to count cricket, that's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. nah, not really. It's not fun standing in a field just waiting for a ball to come to you that you don't know that's going to come to you. And then you know, the pressure with cricket is if you drop that ball, you look like an absolute idiot. Yeah, you do. You look like an absolute tool bag, don't you? If you drop the ball in front of thousands of people, you're like a pillock. But like we, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, like he, he kind of like teed off. Um, he'd always like look at their results and stuff. But around that time, there was no YouTube. There was nothing like that. It was only until like 2005 when, 2005, 2006 when YouTube started to come in and, you know, people started to upload um, like videos and like little clips of certain things. So kind of I was watching video recordings from people's like flip bones and all this kind of nonsense. And it, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a weird, it's a bit of a weird nonsense. It's not like it is now where you've got NBA Game Pass, you can go on, flip, flip a game on, you can watch it whenever you want. Um, yeah. But I mean, it was, it was, it was a crazy time, but yeah, he he kind of got me. He got me into the Celtics, so I had to give all credit to him, really. Um, and then you know, one of my first, uh, one of my first memories. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll touch on the memories probably probably in a bit. Like we'll talk about, yeah, I suppose. But um, was the first one of the first clips I saw um, was Paul Pierce when he drained um, the shot over Al Harrington. 
uh, after giving him smack talk in like 2002, um, 2003, the first round of the playoffs against Indiana, wasn't it? So, I mean, that was the first clip I saw. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, what a player. Like, what a player. How yeah. he talk, he took smack and then drains, drains it over the top of him. Like, that was... That was insane. And backs it up as well. He like backed it up, almost backed it up perfectly. Like you know, yeah, hundred percent. Like, it's, it's quite, it's quite easy to talk smack to players, like like your opposition and stuff. But the the ability to back it up is is what I, for me, what made Paul Pierce quite special in that fact. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like, he was he was. I mean, it was him, um, KG when he came. Uh, but to, to, to be honest, to start off with, it was all. It was Paul Pierce that kind of made me fall in love with the Celtics. Yeah, he was obviously he's an icon, he's a legend. So yeah, yeah, he was he was a, he was our guy. He was our guy. He was my guy. Do you know what I mean? That got me into the got me into basketball, got me into the league. Um, so yeah, all credit to Mister PP, the truth himself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, it's kind of cool just hearing like something like that and talking, talking and hearing your experience and like how you got into basketball and the Celtics because. Like, I'm not going to lie, that's, like, way before I got into it. Like, for me, because like, where I live, I live in quite a remote village where everybody's just rugby crazy. And it was, like, basketball. It was a thing at school, but, like, I'm, like, 5'4". Back then, like, when I was, at, like, in in high school where you, well, I suppose, like, what do we call it? It's secondary school. Secondary school, yeah. Like, yeah, like, where you could play have the ability to play basketball when it wasn't netball because when I was at primary school, that's all you could play was netball. And I, I'm a boy, I'm a man. Like, I was a boy then, I didn't want to play that. That's not my thing. The look that I got from the lads when I said, oh, I, I like what I could go at that. It was like, what, are you serious? So like then obviously you go to secondary school, you get the basketball. I'm one of the smallest guys in the class. That weren't really my thing. So I got into, I got into it quite late. I think t- I, 2012, 13's when I got into it. Oh, you came, so, like, you came in at a fun time there. You came in at a bad time for us. That's a rebuild, that is. <laughs> that's what I mean. So I, I sort of like missed, like people be like, oh, you're not a real science fan. You went there. It's not that. I just wasn't into it then. I didn't really know. Because like you said, like with the NBA, like it is now, you haven't got what you've got now. You didn't have that then. Yeah. You didn't have like your NBA big pass. You know, you, you could catch bits on YouTube, find a, a trusted website that you could probably watch a game or two on. So I came into it late. So like you say, like Paul Pearson, I love that because I I sort of came in towards the end of that. So I did see a little bit of like the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett era, like obviously with the Ray Allen. So I, I, I kind of got into it through that way. So like the later, later stage of that trio, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Obviously you got, you got Rondo as well. Shout out Rondo because you can't forget Rajon to be fair. No, um, but yeah, so that's what I love hearing about. Like, obviously, you you going back that far with it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's it's one of it's, it's in two thousand in in that in that era in two thousand and four and stuff. It was, you know, I kind of got into it then, and you know, it, it kind of got to a point where you know it's, it was always it was always difficult to try and find routes to watch stuff. Um, yeah. Where, like, like, like you just discussed there, like the NBA league pass and stuff now, like for, for fans that are coming into the league now, you've got multiple avenues of how to, of, of ways to watch the, of ways to watch the NBA, multiple yeah. avenues. And it's, 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 it's crazy at how big it's got, you know, I mean, it's similar fashion to the NFL, like the NFL, 
Now, they've been having games over here for, for God knows how many years. Um, so to be honest, same with the NBA. Like They've been coming over here for since the early 2000s as well, but it's, it wasn't necessarily, um, unless you had a connection or a way to watch it back in those days. Yeah. Then you know, like, do you mean that your BT Sport wasn't around? Then your Sky Sports wasn't even covering it. You know, yeah. it it would be on like a um, on like a channel on like Channel Four at like three in the morning. It'd be like a highlights of you know yeah, the Hawks and the Bucks or something, or something like <laughs> random like that. Yeah, yeah, which is quite funny actually, because like like you said, I, I like you say there actually just pick quickly pick up on something. Of like the different avenues of where the new fan comes into it, because obviously like the the NBA in the UK now is growing and growing and growing. I think it's probably at its strongest right now than it is it's ever been. Like just so many good guys doing great things, and it's it is really good to see. But another avenue that I've seen is like two K, you know, like two K twenty and stuff like that. Because yeah. yeah. I I know guys that are not even into basketball. They've never even shown me anything to say that they like the game. But like I'm getting messages now, of people saying, "Oh, I've just downloaded 2K. Oh, I love it." And like I've got people sending me things like, "Oh, what you do? Is this that? Is this that?" And they're asking you to explain it. And then I just feel like that's how another avenue of people in getting, especially the younger generation, because like gaming is everything now. They'll get into it through that. So I think building it back then to what it is now, it's come on so greatly. So looking back at like your experience of getting into it, my experience of getting into it, it's quite something that I'm quite proud of and quite, and it makes me, yeah, I did actually make me smile because like, I'm not saying it was like back, you know, like when you're like my grandparents used to say to me, oh, back in my day, like yeah. this, this, that, and that, no TV, no color TVs. It almost feels like I'm at that period with it where you're looking at it and you're saying like, wow. And you just share your experience. I think that's another big thing for me why I said to you that I wanted to do this as well and get people on because like you can share that sort of experience. Yeah. Cause I mean, everyone, the good, the, the great thing about the UK community and the basketball community is the fact that everyone has a different or a crazy story of how they got into the game. They have a crazy story of, you know, they might have met a player at a random shop or they might, have, yeah. you know, stumble across them when they were on holiday or like, there's always some crazy story out there. Which is, you know, like we said, like the reason we started the podcast was to kind of just get fans on, get people involved, to us talk about the Celtics and talk absolute nonsense, which we're always going to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's, let's be honest, mate, me and you talk a lot of shit. <laughs> so, um, it's. <laughs> oh, we do, mate. We talk, we talk a lot of shit, and everyone's going to, yeah. everyone listening now is going to be like, look, they, we, we, we just listened to the first, like, 10 minutes of this pod and they've just spoken shit. On a serious note, I mean, like the NBA is growing massively over here. It's really cool that there's so many people, there's so many UK fan pages now that I've never seen it before. And to be fair, I think the NBA community is such a great asset to, you know, the NBA over in America. I mean, there's obviously every country is going to have their diehard fans. And so, so many Celtics fans like message me on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Like they, they, they DM, me, DM me and say, look, Nathan, look, I'm going, I'm flying over to Boston. Um, soon like what do you recommend and, and stuff like that and like it's just the amount of people that message me all their images and pictures like it's pretty cool it is really really cool so you get people from all over yeah. all over the world which travel solely just to go watch the Celtics like it's absolutely yeah. mad you think about it like we're what 
two, three thousand miles away. Um, That's it. Whenever I've gone over, you know, like the fans, the fans have always shown me love. Like, you know, obviously Kyle, big up my guy, Drapes. He uh, obviously he's shown me love with Scal. Like, it's just, it's it's yeah. mad. It's such a it's such a compared to football, compared to football or soccer. You weirdos in America listening. Um, I know. It's, it's completely, it's completely different. It's completely different, like in terms of like the mentality of, of the sport. So, like over here, yeah. obviously over here, you've got like your, your Liverpool's and your Man United, which absolutely hate each other. I mean, obviously we hate the Lakers. But if you go to a Celtics Lakers game, I can guarantee you there'll be some drawing. But like, it's not, it's not, and no one's going to get hurt from it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you know, where there's loads of hooligans and stuff. I mean, like the, the level of respect. Everyone loves the game. Everyone wants to win, but the respect is just compared to other sports. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that drew, drew me in as well. The fact of you don't there's a level level of competitiveness, but it's let literally all on the court. It's left on the court. Like you obviously get your off. Off, off, off court battles and stuff like that, the back and forth on social media and stuff. But the respect that everybody has for each other in the league, it, I don't honestly see another sport where you get that. Obviously, like we said earlier, you got your cricket. It's not really a sport. Like, cricket you know, I, I'm sorry for any cricket fans that are listening. We're not going in on, we haven't decided like pre podcast to sit here and go, right, Nate, this is what we're going to do. We're going to rip cricket the whole podcast because that's what we're going to do. Right, right, yeah, there you go. So there's loads. But I just think, like, as, as a competitive sport, it is probably one of the most competitive out there. It's one of the most physical out there. Like, and, like we had Matthew Connolly on again. He said about the, the mental side of sport and stuff like that. And it, it, it just, it's just another level. So if anybody is listening, I just want to put it out there, that is listening to this podcast, whether you stumbled upon it, and you are listening still because you've got past the crap that we talked about to start with. If, if, if I was to say to you, watch a game, I would definitely say Celtics-Lakers. That rivalry is built on everything this sport shows us, in my opinion. It's a sport that is built on rivalries, yet the respect that not like everyone's got for each other is just insane, in my opinion. Let's talk a little bit about this season. Um, Without dwelling too much on last, we'll just look at this season because I feel like we've said everything we needed to say last pod about last season. This season, like, for you, if, if the season comes back, obviously everybody's going to be an absolute... It's just going to be the vibe around if it comes back is going to be crazy. But if it does... Let's say it does come back and we, we play out the last few games. What do, you think, what do you think this ceiling is for this Celtics team this year? Because I've been thinking about this quite a lot. And there's matchups. Obviously, I've been I've been doing the NBA UK fans brackets. So shout out to those guys and shout out to Joe Hobart, who's actually running that. If you haven't seen it, go check their Twitter. It's on there. Give it a go. Loads of prizes. Um, yeah, give that a shot. But going back, I was looking at that and I was thinking, all for the matchups. And I was kind of like, Milwaukee, we've been there and done that. Like Indiana, we've done it. We've we've beaten Indiana. We've beaten the Raptors. We've beaten the Sixers, but that was with different types of teams. But this type of team we've seen this year, it's almost got that element of you don't know what to expect from them. Yeah. So I just want to know, like, what, what are your feelings on if we do get the season back and what is 
what what can we expect to see moving forward? Well, I mean, this season. Okay, so obviously we have. Yeah, we've spoken about last season and and the whole Kyrie era. Um, and, but yeah. you know, th- this this season, you know, I was excited that at the start of the season, I think every Celtics fan was a little bit disappointed we didn't get AD. I think arguably, you know, obviously he's the best center in the league. Without a doubt, yeah. he, he, yeah. he, 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 bringing him in um, would have been would have been great. But you know. I'm actually, I'm really glad, I'm really glad we didn't. Danny knows his stuff. In Danny we trust, in Danny we trust. So he... Yeah, well, hundred <laughs> percent. But, yeah, I, I don't know, I think this season is... I've actually, I've actually really enjoyed this season. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, we're doing better than we did last season. Um, and you, if you think about it, right, our starting five, our starting five is great. We've got Marcus coming off, the, uh, coming off in the sixth, as a sixth man. And it's, you know, the only thing that we don't have... The only two things we don't have are a dominant centre, but mm. big shout out to Daniel Tice, who is, I think he's been incredible this season. Incredible. I, I agree. I think he's probably the most improved player, if you ask me, in, in the Celtics team. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, much to be fair, my most improved player is Jalen Brown this year. Um, yeah. Considering, considering some of his performances last year, like, like I mentioned in the other pod, like it's in, in episode one, that, you know, he's, yeah, at the start of the season, we gave him a lot of money, like a lot of money and loads yeah. and loads of fans, like including myself, obviously we were a bit, we're all a bit dubious. We all say like, you know, is he going to live up to that money? And I actually, at the moment, I think, I think he is living up to that money. Um, I think he's, 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 his performances are consistent. He's, he's turning, turning himself into a, you know, an all-rounded, an all-rounded teammate. You know, he's a facilitator. You know, he can dunk, he can get to the basket. Like he's, I mean, he, he can get the assist. Like he's, he's a great, great player. So, I think this season, I, I mean, I, re- I really like this team. All we need to do is add a centre and all we need to do is just get some scoring off the bench. If we do that, I honestly believe that we are a, we're a contender. Honestly. I honestly think, like I said, we will, we will beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. I can promise you that. We should have beaten them. We should have beaten them every time this season. Only because of the referees. Only because of the referees. I don't like using this. But I don't like using yeah. this. But only because of the referees that we lost um, last time. But I, I do think that if we were to play them in the seven-game series, we would win. The, the, the only issue is, um, obviously, the old Milwaukee Bucks. But, you know, I love this team, man. I love this team. I don't know what you think, but, I mean, like, we're, we're in terms of, like, in terms of defence, like, we're, we're second in, 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 in the rankings at the moment. You know, we've only allowed 106, 106 points per game. Like that's yeah. and we're second, you know, the only team that are brothers are the Raptors. So And they've arguably been one of the best teams, like even though they lost their star in Kawhi, who is defensively one of their best, he was one of their best players, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. They lost him, but like they're still one of the most defensively best teams in this league, and they've been one of the best teams through this season. And like you say, we're second only behind them. That's complimenting this team, in my opinion. Hundred percent. I mean, like, I mean, like, we're the thing is, like, we're we're a t- we're a team where obviously we've got Jason Tatum, who who has got the ceiling of he hasn't even got a ceiling. The guy, the guy can be an absolute superstar, yeah. and I, I honestly believe he is going to be an MVP in the next three four years. I, I've put it out there. People are saying yeah. I'm crazy, but I honestly, <laughs> think he's, he's such he's such a great talent, such great talent. Yeah, he him is. and JB, he's, they kind of got that. 
Yeah. That swagger about them. No. I mean, I, just, I love, I do, I do, I really love this team. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, like Gordon has kind of stepped up his game as well. Like Gordon, Gordon's a silent, he's a silent killer. If you look at some yeah. of the stats this season, some of his games that he's had, because obviously because you've got the likes of Jalen and Jason that are putting up big numbers, and like, you know, Marcus is coming to his own with his 11 threes in a game and stuff like that. But, you know, Gordon, Gordon has been working and grinding silently. Um, and I don't think many people notice what he does. But no. he, he is, he is, I think he's done amazing this season, to be fair as well. He has. And like, heading into the season, one thing with me, I thought he is going to be the most scrutinised player heading into this season. Obviously, the injury that he had wasn't nice. It was horrible. It was horrendous. And I'm so thankful that he got through that. But I just felt the money that we gave him, everybody around the league was saying, the pressure is on Gordon Hayward. He's been given this contract. The Celtics have paid him. They battled off like we battled off Miami to get him. We put everything into getting him. And then obviously what happened happened. And I just felt like he needed a big season. And like you say, some of the things he does do go unnoticed. But it's, it's, I've noticed it a lot myself because I'm a big Gordon Hayward fan. I think he's been absolutely brilliant this year. And he is, he's answered his critics in possibly the best fashion he could do. Because, like I said, he needed a big year. And he has had a really good year. And like you said about Jalen as well, I'll just touch on Jalen quickly. Last year, I was a bit worried about Jalen. And a little bit about JT as well, because like they were taking silly shots, like pulling up from mid-range and stuff and like taking silly shots. And you can see the development that they've had. And this year, you can see it, the fact of now I'm not worried about when them guys are going, going from the mid-range, doing pull-up frees and stuff like that. You know, th- to watch it has been brilliant to see that they've grown and they can only grow and grow because they're so young. It gives me, going back to like, the memories that I see with Jalen and uh, Jason, it's almost like we've got that Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett sort of to duo back again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that is the Celtics there. Obviously no, nothing to like, no disrespect to Kemba and stuff like that. And like Gordon, Marcus, Marcus for me is the ultimate Celtic. Um, but it's, the focus on, is on them too. So I think going back to Gordon, that's a little bit why what he's done has gone unnoticed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think he's, he's, he is a silent, he's the silent assassin is what I call him. You know, he, he does his business, you know, he, he does what he needs to do. He gets Jalen and Jason into those positions. And I mean, yeah. you know, even like Kemba as well, like just the whole, the whole dynamic of our team is completely different to last year. But I, I love this dynamic. Everyone is a team, everyone's together. You know, like you can just, you can just tell that no one, no one really cares what everyone what anyone thinks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, one, no one cares. Yeah. I mean, like, and the not being funny to be in Boston to play in Boston. Like, this is this is Championship City. You know what I mean? This is Bean Town. This is like no winners play in Boston. Like, no matter what sport it is. So I mean, you, the pressure that you have anyway coming into Boston and playing for, for any of the any of the sports teams is is unbelievable. But you know, like, I think everyone. I think every fan, every every fan this year will probably go and go and say, you know, I've actually I've actually enjoyed this season. Yeah, we've had some bad losses, but you know, against the teams that really matter, you know, top eight teams, we've been we've been incredible. Like, we've been really, really good. So, we have, we have, and I agree with you. I think that's another thing. You say like 
our needs are a centre. We do need a little bit more scoring off the bench. We need to find them. Like, it, obviously, we said Marcus is the sixth man of this team. But if we can find, like, another guy that sort of can play that role as well, come off the bench, give us some solid scoring, give, put in some solid minutes, I think, we're, I think we really would be all right. And, like, there, we, the top eight teams, we're good. It's the, it's the losses that we've had this season that have frustrated me. Well, I've looked at it and thought, like, you know, we've got silly, just losing silly games. If we start beating the teams that we need to be, as well as beating those guys that we are now, I think this, this, this roster is probably the best that we have seen for a, for a, for a while, to be honest. I mean, it's the, most, like, it's the most exciting roster we've had since, you know, like the 08-09 season. Like, do you know what I mean? That, that, that roster there was exciting, obviously. We had, even, yeah. even then, we had some, uh, you know, some dodgy, dodgy players, if you want to call it that. But, like, is, is you know, this, this roster with a couple more pieces, you know, maybe yeah. like your Stephen Adams or someone like that. Like, yeah. someone within, do you know what I mean, that can just, someone that's really gritty and someone that just can put in a shift for you. Then I reckon we're, I honestly believe we're a championship contender. If you look yeah. at the Toronto team last year, like obviously they had, yeah, obviously they had um, Kawhi, but as long as you've got a team which played together, anyone can win this championship. I mean, exactly. you can have a team full of superstars and it could get absolutely nowhere. Like, I mean, I'm so glad the Golden State Warriors era is over. Like, it's not, yeah. It's like frustrating me. Yeah, it did, it did to me, to be fair, but I think that's what you saw. That's what, like when the Raptors obviously were to beat them in the finals, you saw, you saw like you said there, like you could have a team full of stars, but if it's not working, it's not clicking. It's not going to work. Obviously, the Warriors had injuries and stuff like that, but though, but like those, those little niggles, pretty much set them back and lost them the championship. So, like, I feel like if you've got something that works, like we've got, that's like almost priceless to having superstars because we've got players that are really talented. Obviously, Jason, Jason Tatum, he's going to be a superstar. I. I don't. I, I hold back right now from calling him a superstar because I just think that's a little bit too much pressure to put on him. Mm. But he is—he's developing, and I think I agree with you. But I think it's going to be about five years. In the next five years, he will be an MVP, and he will be coming. He'll be running close if he comes second, a lot, like a lot over that time. But like, like you said, with his team, it's the best one we've had since 0809. I think this is like the most exciting team we've had since like the IT, Jay Crowder, like, you know, that sort of era where we went on to win the Eastern Conference and people still to this day, and it annoyed the hell out of me then, said that that was the worst team to ever win the Eastern Conference title. Well, I'm not being funny, but those guys had it. They had that. There was cohesion. They, were just, they just worked for each other. They fought for each other. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. And that's exactly what I want to see when I see a Celtics team put together. We've always had someone, but we've not had, you know, weapons around them or we haven't had enough depth. That's probably a way to describe it. We, we didn't have enough yeah. depth where we could mount up that, you know, championship winning run. Let's say the season doesn't come back. What, how would, where would you grade this season? over the last three, four, maybe five seasons that we've had? Like, where would it be for you? Where does it sit for you? I, I tried to think of this myself earlier, but for me, I think there's too much unfinished business. So it'd be kind of hard to say, but I would put it up there as one of 
our most like improved and most productive seasons that I've seen as as a fan. You know what I mean? Over yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think I think this season's been like I said earlier. Like I've really enjoyed this season, and the fact that you know it's it's hard to it's like you said it's hard to judge because we've not seen this team in a playoff situation yet. We've not seen yeah. how they are in a playoff series. Well, do you mean, in terms of talent, on paper, you know, I think they're the second most exciting. Obviously, the most exciting, we can't argue, is when we had Kyrie out, you know, like when we had JT as well. Literally, that yeah. the last for the last two seasons. Yeah. On paper, that is a, that's, that's, that's a chip. On paper, that's, 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 that's Banner 18 right there. Most exciting to watch, I would yeah. say, is this, this season's team. 100%. I mean, like Kemba, love watching Kemba play. Even when he was in Charlotte. Yeah. Like he's just one of those guys. He's one of those guys that you can't hate. You just can't hate. You can't hate him at all. You can't dislike him. I mean, he put some big numbers out on us when he was in Charlotte. But yeah. he's come in. He's come in. And he's just been. He's the ultimate team player. And I think that's why I love Kemba as well. Because, like you said, he's the all-round player. You know, if you need Kemba to pass the ball, if you need him to be the facilitator, say he can do that. If you need him to shoot and step up, he can do that. You know, he he is that guy where he is like. Uh, he's quite happy to do whatever it is Brad wants him to do. And I love that because I, I don't want to go into him again, the other guy, but, you know, it's almost like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to compare him because it, I, I've much preferred watching Kemba in the short time we've had him than I did watching Kyrie through the whole season. Like, you know, I just felt like, I, like I've said before, Kyrie is a talent. We can't say he's not a talent. That'd be unfair to do that. He was great. He were, He had. He had. He had. Play, he had instances where he was brilliant, and I thought, "Wow, I actually really do like this guy." Mm. But with Kemba, you don't always get the the wow moment, but you get the level level of consistency, and I love that with Kemba. He's just so consistent, like, and he is all about the team, and that goes back to what we said again earlier about the chemistry. If you've got the chemistry and you've got the right talent in place then there's no talent where this team could go. And like you say, we can't judge them because we haven't got a playoffs. And I didn't really want to talk about the playoffs because I don't know if I can hold back the tears because we shouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. We should be sitting here right now, in, in theory, having a conversation that the weekend that's just gone, we should be dissecting the two playoff games that we've seen at the Garden. But you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I don't know. It's really hard to really process in my brain and it is hard anyway with anything, but the fact of the season might not come back. So I like I'm all, I've always been a glasses half full type type of guy. I'm holding up hope. I mean, hopefully we get a safe return and we'll start talking some more basketball, like in depth in terms of what we've seen rather than like what we're hoping to see. You know what I mean? Mm, definitely, definitely. Yeah, just quickly, the last dance. I think. I dropped the ball, really, and I'll take the punt with this one. I dropped the ball. I really wanted to talk to Matt and Connie about that last week. But, I you know, the conversation was flowing. It was so great that I thought, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So, have you – and I'm, I'm mentioning this because there is kind of a really good question to tie in with the Celtics thing there. Have you have you been watching it and what have you made of it so far? I mean, yeah, I mean, I have been watching it. It's, it's, to be fair, it's, for, for someone who – you know, if, if, if you're if you're new to basketball or you kind of want to learn a little bit about history um, 
of some of the teams and then things like that. Like obviously that that Bulls team was one of the was one of the magical teams, wasn't it? So I think I think it's been I think it's been really good. I actually I actually quite enjoyed it. It's a really good it is a really good watch. So I mean I would I would recommend it to to everyone if you haven't watched it already. I mean there's four episodes now on there, isn't there? On Netflix. Yeah there is yeah there, yeah there is for the second lot of four well the second no third and fourth episode sorry dropped yesterday I believe. And uh, I actually, I actually mentioned about Celtics there. I actually love it because there's been quite a lot of Celtics in there, especially <laughs> with Larry and stuff. You know what I mean? Where, 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 where MJ and the Bulls just couldn't get the job done against them in the playoffs. But that, I suppose, that's just how good we've always been. I don't know, but like yeah. that, that was a good era. That was a good era because I like looking back at stuff like that. But um, yeah, the reason why I brought up actually, I really enjoyed it, and like you said, it's before my era. It, like before before I got into basketball I think I was like I was 91 so I was born 91 so I was like a young kid when I, that was going on so it's kind of nice to look back and see that sort of thing especially given like how iconic Michael Jordan is and how that Bulls team is so I, iconic as well but I put out earlier on Twitter about some questions and a really good one come back and I thought we'd do questions at the end but this is when I wanted to put to you like as quick as I could because I think it's brilliant Mm-hmm. Thinking of the last dance, and this this child to Ginger Shack, by the way, this comes from Ginger Shack. Like, if we, if you could pick an era or a certain player to have the, that type of documentary on a Celtics player or a Celtics era, what would your shout be for that? Because I was thinking about this, and I think there could be a potential of some really good ones. I know, I know, NBC did a two-hour documentary on the 0809 um Celtics so that's kind of out there already um so I would probably go player specific um I would say probably probably Larry I mean it'd be interesting to like get a full you know going through his NBA championships and and stuff like that but then again like our 60s team as well I mean there's so so many opportunities to to pick somewhere yeah. like you know you know big bill russell and that and and like danny and all that kind of stuff i mean it'd be so many opportunities but i'd love to see something with 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 larry like i've not seen anything yet i don't know if you have but it might be something out in america somewhere where yeah. there's a documentary on larry bird but i'd love to have that kind of um that kind of in-depth you know of our of our winning seasons with with larry uh, larry and his rings yeah. and stuff because i mean I'd love to see what that dynamic was in that locker room around then. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that'd be awesome to see. And for some, for people that don't necessarily know, um, you know, like the, the the youth of today, which unfortunately we're not like, <laughs> like, like the youth of today. Yeah. Like, I see them, I see them talk, I see them talk shit about Larry all the time, saying, "Oh, Larry wasn't that good." I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. Like, that's my head in when I read that as well, because even though I wasn't around that era, like if you look back, it's literally. YouTube his highlights and it will change your aspects on a basketball on on basketball players completely. Like he was from his upbringing to what he went through as a kid to get into the NBA and to do what he did, like and to play how like gracefully he did as well. Like it's it's an incredible story. So I, I'd love to see something like a full on around like Larry Bird and that Celtics team. You know what I mean? I, I'd love to see that. Yeah. What about you? And also like with Larry. I've never known another guy that can go out and do the three-point contest and absolutely boss it in a warm-up jacket. I'm just saying. 
the guys, the guys are, he's, he's just incredible, incredible basketball player. Yeah, he, he really was. Um, I mean, he was special. Like you said, that 60s era of the Celtics was just mind blowing. Like I, I was thinking about Larry, but I, I was thinking like me. I think it'd be Bill Russell. Okay, just simply because of like that era that Bill was coming into the league, like discrimination and stuff like that. How bad it was! I'd love to see what it was like for him, like and what his mindset and what got him through. He just pulled him through and blocked it all out to become one of the best winners of all time. I think like. That would just be mind blowing just to see what that experience was like for him. Yeah, no offense to Bulls fans, but I mean, like you have <laughs> you have MJ, right? We have Larry, we have you know KG, we have Paul Pierce, we have I mean, we have an array of people that we could do documentaries on, and and I'm be, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think I'd love to. I would love to see you know like the, some more like the history. Do you know what I mean like the history side of? of our team stuff which yeah. you know many people in that era wouldn't have seen anyway do you know what i mean like locker room chats and and like behind yeah. the scenes and you know how how the organization was run back then and what it's like do you know what i mean just it, yeah it'd be, it'd be so interesting to see so i mean if nbc if nbc if you're listening to this you need to sort that out we need to get some yeah. archive footage and sort that out <laughs> yeah hook it up like asap and make it available in europe Please, yeah. that's yeah, all please. I ask. Even if it's just for the next week, give me NBC Sports Boston, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, moving on quickly from there. I know we had a few, we had a few uh, messages on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so I thought we could do it. I'll put one to you. You could put one to me, and then we could just both try and do our best to answer them. But the one I want for you is because I don't want this. Car, I don't want this one, so I want to give this one to you. All right, stitch me. I was going to say something, and then the goalpost got moved, and I was like, "No, I'm not doing it." <laughs> so, shout out to Elliot, by the way, Hoople in Luton on Twitter asked if you had to wear another team's attire, including pants, which I don't know why he put that on there. You need to wear pants these days, but. Including pants, if you had to wear another team's attire or the Celtics as a franchise would have to end. So if you don't do it, there's no Celtics ever again. But if you do it, you can keep the Celtics, but probably have to put up with a lot of stick. Who, which team would you choose and is why? It, is, is it, is it like franchises now, is it? It's franchises now. So I would probably, I would probably go... Atlanta. I'd probably choose someone like Atlanta. Someone that nobody cares yeah. about in the NBA. I mean, they're as much used as a chocolate teapot. So they are, um, they're, yeah, they're, they're a bit of a nobody. So I would probably wear, I'd probably wear Atlanta. I mean, it's a nice city. It is, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I can't, I don't think I could pick anyone. Anyway, something I like, I like, I like OKC. OKC are okay. I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind them. But I would probably, I'll probably choose Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and they got some nice pieces, you know, they got Trey Young, John Collins. Yeah. So it would be half about decent to watch as well, to be fair. Oh, well, well, I mean, we say that, but I mean, they take hard L's, don't they? So it's like, yeah. But I mean, if it was going to save my Celtics franchise, I would put on a Trey Young jersey, I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> I think, mate, you're probably in the same boat as I am in that one. I'll just literally do anything to save the team. As, as long as the team is safe, I don't care. Like, actually, I'm going to rephrase that because that could probably get taken way out of context. I would do anything within reason. I would do absolutely anything within reason and human to save the Celtics. I think that's as far as I go. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't, I would never be able to wear a Lakers jersey. I can't, or a 76 jersey. Yeah. I mean, if someone told me to do that, then, I mean. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, own a, I own a Lakers jersey, like, I'm so bad saying it, but it is a Kobe jersey, and it was given to me by my brother, and it was one of the first ones I got. So I was kind of like, I'm a Celtics fan, but I appreciate it's Kobe, especially like now, God bless him, and that he, he's unfortunate, like he's, he's sad, he's passed and stuff. But that, you know, I think I'm quite happy, to, content with that one in the in the wardrobe. But it it, it doesn't get worn, I can assure you. I mean, I always remember one of my uncles for Christmas once. He 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 brought me an NBA jersey, right? Okay, he kind of he knew he knew I was a Boston Celtics fan, right? Clearly, he didn't know what the difference was. But it, I opened it up. He goes, oh, I've got you something that you really like. I was like, yeah, cool, cool, man. That'd be amazing. Right, okay. Christmas, go downstairs, run downstairs, six in the morning, start opening the presents. And what do I see in front of me? A fucking New York Knicks jersey. I was absolutely... <laughs> I was miffed. I was like, what is this crock of shit in my hand right now? I'm like, I can't wear this. What is this? And he goes, Gosh, oh, yeah, it's the team you like, isn't it? I was like... Well, hang on a minute, mate. It's got Knicks in front of it. Like, what the hell? Is it should have <laughs> completely different colours for one. Two different cities. What is happening? I mean, if you've got... Like, blue and orange. Yeah, I mean, if you've got, if you've got the Knicks and the Nets mixed up, then I, I'd understand that. But, like, do you know what I mean? To a, to, to a certain point, because they're both in the same city, but, Christ, they're, like, hundreds of yeah. miles away from each other. Like, what is happening? I was, I was honestly... <laughs> I was so... I was so miffed. I was so miffed. <laughs> That is bad. I gotta say that is up there with probably the worst things you could do to a person, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it, it, it slowly it slowly made its way into the, into the bin or, or garbage. If you want, to, if you're American listening, it slowly made yeah. its way that way. Actually, to be honest, I actually think I gave it to the Cancer Trust or something. I actually think I, I actually think I gave it away. So I mean, it's some kid somewhere now is wearing my second rate dog shit Knicks jersey which I got for Christmas that one yeah and if you're that kid listening if you'd like to write in just to say, just to let us know that you've got it that'd be great I can't even remember who was on the back of it as well but yes yeah, so, I mean you go from elation to disappointment it's a bit like watching last year's Saudi's team you go from elation at the start of the season like yeah this is great and then you, you're at the end you're like oh fuck this yeah, well, yeah. You know? it, 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 to be fair, lucky I had pigs in blankets and roast potatoes after it, because otherwise that would have been a fucking shit Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, I mean, do you want me to throw a question at you? Um, for yeah. Instagram? Yeah, I'm happy. The floor is open. Okay, so this one is for both of us, but I'll let you shoot first. So yeah. it's come from it's come from Matt. It's come from Matt Connolly. Um, yeah. He has said, this is, this, is a, this is a great question. This is going to cause an argument probably. But who would win in a 1v1 out of me and you? I'll let you go well, first. On a proper call. On a proper call. I'll let you go first. Mate, I'll be honest. If it was 2K, I'd say, yeah, I'll bury it. No, no problem. I can do it. It's great. I watched you against Mo, so I'm like, I've got the scouting report. I'm good to go. <laughs> like, 
I'm not. I'm not sure how tall you are, but I'm only like five six. I'm so. So. I mean, I'm not really good at this trash talking thing, but I'm just gonna say like, I hope you're quick and mobile because I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Oh, oh mate. Oh mate. Honestly, I, I honestly believe. Right. I tell you what. When Rona's over, we'll, we'll do this. We'll meet up and we'll record it and we'll, we'll do a one-on-one. -on -one. Let's put it this way. I, you know, I've never played for a basketball team. Okay. No. I've played for a basketball team. I've always played on my own. But I used to run the 100 metres and 200 metres pretty quickly. I'm very quick off the ball. I mean, oh. I play football all the time as well. I mean, I think, I honestly believe I would have it in the bag. If we're playing to, what are we playing to? What, 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 what's our figure? 21? That's yeah, let's go 21. I'll be 21, black top final. Because it is final, it's going to be a big one. I think we'll go 21. And, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be good. But you said about the pace, but listen, like, I don't know about you, but I was a bit of a little shit when I was a kid. So I'm used to running running quite a lot in the South. I've never done sports. I've never been sporty in that kind of, like, sense. I'd rather watch and play. But I used to run for my mum quite a lot on a daily basis, sometimes three, four times a day. So, like, I'm used to getting away, getting a, I, I can evade, if you know what I mean. I, I, I reckon, I'm not going to put a, I'm not going to put a score on it, but I think, I think it's going to be about 21 18 to me. Oh, if I don't, oh, mate, that is not happening. I think I think we need to put a poll. We need to put a poll on Twitter. We need to see what the yeah. Twitter and Instagram are saying. Like, so what we're going to do after this? Once everyone's listened um, over the next like couple of days, we'll put a poll out. Who who will win in a one v one to twenty one out of me and Tom? I mean, if you don't yeah. choose me, you're a fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> if you choose me, um... you're still a fucking lunatic. <laughs> You're absolutely crazy because trust me, this is a hot take, and I shit you not. I promise this is the truth. I have never actually shot a basketball in my life, ever. Well, mate, you, you've killed yourself there. Everyone's going to for me now. You've backed yourself that's up. That's how confident I am. That's how confident I am. <gasps> I don't like to lose. I am that competitive. I don't like to lose. Oh, we are. We're going to do it, and I'm going to get some If we can, if we can lift. Boris Johnson, if you're listening, just for the sake of Nathan now, make sure you keep this lockdown in. Because if this lockdown comes up and my local court they've just built is open, the reps are going in, and I can promise you now, it is game on. Well, we need to, you need to do a live. You need to do an Instagram live, right? Don't, well, none, of this, none of this editing, none of this editing shit. You need to do an Instagram live <laughs> and show us how many fucking bricks you throw up. Because I think it's going to be quite a few. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to see that first three you attempt. You're like, airball. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Connolly for that one. That is, you've, you've created something there. Already second episode in, and we're just shit talking each other. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got the next one. It's from Adam, Adam Taylor, fellow Celtic UK guy. Shout out to him. He's doing some great things. But, like, I've got to be honest, I'm going to, change, I'm going to change the question a little bit because my English vocab is absolutely horrendous. So he, he put a word in the, in, in the tweet that I can't actually pronounce. So I was like, Googled it, right? I Googled it to find out 
an alternative to how I get asked you the question. What was the word? What was the, can you not pronounce it? What was the word? It began with an A and an E followed next. So it was like the A and E contact really messed me up. Let me have a look. Let me have so a look. Like, let, me, let me get it up. Let me get it up. Let me have a look. It is. It was horrendous. Like <laughs> even when I Googled it and I put the Google Translator in, I had to press it five times to hear what the woman was saying. I was like, what? I was like, what? Okay. It didn't even make sense. Oh, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the question, the question is, outside of the Celtics, what team yeah. style of basketball do you find the most aesthetically pleasing? So aesthetically, it's like you use it for, you know, it's beautiful. It's, it's great. Like, yeah. that's, that's what, that's what it means. Like, visually pleasing is what I, which is what I yeah. thought about. I was like, visually pleasing, that's fine. I think the but listeners, the listeners want to hear you say it though, aesthetically. Aesthetically. There you go. You got it. Bang. Aesthetic. I can't even say it. Yes. I thought it meant like, I thought it was athletically pleasing, but it actually spelt wrong. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Outside the Celtics, there's a great, great question from Adam. Outside the Celtics, what other teams in the NBA do you find visit, visibly? Fuck me. <laughs> well, visibly add- pleasing to watch. Um, I mean, this, if, it, if, it, if we're talking about this season, and we're talking about this season. Like, just um, in, yeah, just in general, I think, to be fair. For me, it's a toss-up between the Clippers and the Bucks. I mean, like, the Bucks have been an absolute animal this year, haven't they? Um, watching them, yeah. like, you know, they're very dominant inside the paint. But yeah, no, I, I would probably say, I mean, I've enjoyed, I don't tend to watch many other teams outside of the Celtics, to be honest, I'm be brutally honest. But I've catched... That was it for me, really. Yeah, I've caught, I've caught like a Milwaukee game. I've caught a couple of OKC games and, but, and some um, Clips games. But I would probably say Milwaukee. I would, I'd say Milwaukee this year. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I like, I, I'm the same as you, mate. I hardly like, I do... I do like the NBA recaps, not, not like on the on the past. You get like the recaps, quick recaps. You can watch it in like either condensed, you can watch it in half the time it takes to watch a full game, or you can watch the little recaps of three minutes, whatever. So mm-hmm. I tend to do that because like I tend to watch the Celtics a lot. I prefer to, I just watch the Celtics. I don't really watch a great uh, like a lot of other teams, but like I like watching Portland. Obviously, my, my brother's a Portland fan, so that's the reason why I do keep an eye on him. Yeah, and I just love watching Daniel Lillard. I just think he is one of the best point guards in the league. Then you've like, got CJ McCollum, you know. He, as a number two, a lot of people say it doesn't work. It's not working. They haven't really done much in terms of the playoffs and stuff. But I think as a one-two punch, they, they work really well together. So mm-hmm. I, quite, I quite like watching Portland. Obviously, they've got Hassan... That's on white side now. He's just like, he's just a rebounding machine. He's like the average player that just grabs a ball. Like, he just grabs the ball and passes. And, you know, he's just there to re, simply there just to rebound. So, like, obviously they've got Nurkic who's out injured, which who I like when he comes back. I love watching Yusuf Nurkic. I felt like when they brought them three together, McCollum, Dane, and Nurkic, I thought that's a quite a decent three type of players to watch I thought that was quite good yeah but like like I said that's like the Celtics like I'll watch the Celtics game and then that's me done for the day 
sort of thing. So I'll watch Saturday's game. And obviously, if we're not playing on a back-to-back, the next day I'll go back and watch it again a little bit. Yeah. Just in case, like, I know it's hard. Like, when I'm watching a game, I switch off sometimes. Mm. And I sort of get lost in it. So then I'll, like, go back and I'll watch something. I'm like, oh, I missed that. So I just, like, quite watching watching a game, watching a Saturday's game and going back the next day, watching it again, just seeing, like, just seeing how the, just watching how the players are just developing each game. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, that's what's been quite nice to see. That's what I've noticed so much with, like, with Gordon proving his doubt was wrong and seeing, like, people like saying now that he's still not the player he should be, don't watch Celtics games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I mean, just to wrap it with it, it's like, be it all end or co- answer from me would be, like, obviously, like, Yanis, I like watching the Bucks because Yanis, who doesn't like watching Yanis? But it's just purely Celtics for me, man. But, so, but outside of that, like I said, probably Portland. Yeah, fair enough, to be fair. I mean, like, it's the same... It's, it's a great question, but it's more of like, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I mean, oh, I typically, I just watch those games. Like, that is what it is. Like, I don't yeah. have to dabble in any other, in any other games. Like, unless it's, you know, like Clippers or Lakers. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, if it's, if it's yeah. game's not on, I'll watch that just because I'll be like, come on, please, yeah. absolutely smash them Lakers to pieces. But, and like, if a game's on before the Celtics, I, I tend to like watch, but if there's a game on before the Celtics, before like the pre-game warm-ups come on and stuff like that, then you get our guys from NBC Sports Boston on, shout out to them again. But, um, but like, I tend to watch a game, but I don't really watch it, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just on. It's yeah. just there, I'm watching it. I'm just getting ready to watch the Seas more than anything, to be fair. Yeah. All right, so uh, shall I move on to a, another Instagram question we've got for both of us? Yes, you. Okay, so this has come from Dan. Um, Dan has said... If you got to sign a 10-day contract with the Celtics, which jersey number are you taking and why? Do you want to go first? Um, this could be any jersey number, so we can take, you can take the retired ones out of the question. If, do you know what I mean? Like, you, can, you can pick a retired one, I think, is what he's saying. Okay, I could pick a retired one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still going to go, like, I'm still going to go with a number that I'd have to have a conversation with a current Celtic to negotiate taking it off his hands because like I'd actually want the number four for the obvious reason of like IT is probably one of my favourite Celtics of all time he probably is because I just love everything that he gave to the team mm-hmm. um, so I'd probably sweep the cast levels and say look I'm not being funny mate but if I chuck you a couple of quid I'll give you like half of my 10 day contract I don't even care I'm just happy to be on the roster can I please have that number four but if he says, Wader, absolutely not, go do it, mate. You're only here for 10 days. I'm probably taking, oh, probably, I'll probably take Larry's number, 33. Quite like that number. Oh, fair enough. What about you? Um, I mean, like, my number for sport has always been number three. Um, I said, yeah. No matter what sport I'm in, like, no matter what, like, you know, like football team or, or, or whatever I've done, I've always been number three. And I've, you know, I've got loads of stories of where I've, had to give players packets of Harry Bow to, to win a number three that game and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would pick number three only because that is my that is my magic number. Uh, yeah, number three all day, all day, every day. Yeah. See, three was an alternative because obviously, like like I mentioned earlier, I grew up. Wow, I got into into the NBA 2012, 13. Dwayne Wade was with the Heat with LeBron and all that, so I caught a lot of their games back in the day. 
which sounds really old of me now, back in the day. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like, I admired D-Wade and I was like, wow, there's not many Wades, but recently I've met loads of Wades now. They're coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. But like, I never really knew any Wades in sport or anything like that. So like when I saw Dwayne Wade, I was like, wow, there's a Wade. And obviously he was number three. So and I, and I love D-Wade. As much as people like to have the argument, Paul Pierce, D-Wade, I'm taking Paul Pierce all day long, of course I am, but I still respect his game, and he's a Wade, so I'd probably like go for free as an alternative as well. I mean, it'd be hard, it'd be hard taking it off Dennis Johnson, because obviously what he did for us, like, he, was, he was a great player yeah. in politics, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, would take, I, I would take number three. It would be mine. Unfortunately, Dennis is going to come down <laughs> off, that, off that banner, and it'll go straight back up after the 10-day ten ten day contract, mate. I, I will, yeah. we'll come in. We'll come in at the game seven of, of, of the of the NBA championships. I'm going to put up 50 That's points. It. I'm going to post a. I'm going to post a LeBron, and I'm going to walk out of TD Garden, um, drop the mic, like stick that number three back up on that banner. So it's gone. Then do it, and then I see <laughs> you've done for ten days. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd do the same with the 33. To be fair, I'd only take it down if I knew I could do it justice. Yeah. But I'd, I'd, but, but if I was to take it down and be an absolute, like, no one were there, I, I think I'd probably just leave it where it is, to be honest. It's hard to take other people's numbers, <laughs> especially legends, guys that have shaped the franchise that we love. So yeah. that's a great question, though, to be fair. That's a great question. Well, so what, what, have you got any other questions off Twitter? Um, I have. I've got one from all, well, Gary from Orlando Magic UK. Shout out to them guys. They're doing great things with that page. Um, it was an interesting one, actually. In, and it's kind of good because it takes a little bit of context out of it because I know what our answer obviously would be. Um, but, but he said, basically, there's seconds left on the clock. You need a three to win banner 18. But you can only pick a player to take the shot who has been a player of the Celtics since we've been watching the team. So obviously you can't take Larry because I wasn't watching. I wasn't watching the ball then. I know you wasn't. But like so anybody, you have to pick one player since you've watched, started watching the team, to make a free for Banner eighteen. Who are you picking? That is an easy one for me. An easy yeah. one, and that is that is Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Yeah. He <laughs> was like he was like forty two percent, I believe. I think it's like forty two percent. From, he shot from three. over his career, Celtics career, he shot forty percent from the field. Uh, from three, sorry. Yeah, that is so exactly my answer. Geraint is Ray Allen, hundred percent, all day, every day. Mister Money from three, like you can't him. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable! What about you? Um, I was going Ray Allen all day long. Or did he play? Play? How many play? Wasn't it like seven hundred and fifty-eight games for the Celtics or something? He played, mm. and he he just nailed three after three, like. I think he's ranked third, fourth, maybe in the rankings of all-time best three-point shooters in a Celtics jersey. Um, obviously, you could. There's a few other guys around them you could probably pick. You know, obviously you can't pick Anton Walker. He's he's not in the equation. Um, I was going to say 100% Ray Allen as well. I think he changed the look on the three-point shot. If you know what I mean, he. He really made it what it is. He was one of the influences of like why guys want to be able to shoot for free. And yeah. like to be able to do it forty percent over that many games for a career is just insane. But I was thinking like 
that's my that would probably be my all time since I've watched the Celtics. But if I had to pick one from now, it'd probably be Jason Tatum. Yeah. Because he's actually I'd love to see it last. He's actually shooting forty percent himself in his Celtics career from three. So I think he's probably one of the most reliable guys we've got to shoot the three. And I just think it'll find it fitting because he'd shoot the three. We're win banner eighteen. He's an MVP, finals MVP. There's your superstar, Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean, like if I had to pick, if I had to pick someone from this year's roster. It's going to be it's going to be Marcus for me. Marcus, is, yeah, Marcus is dynamite from behind the arc. Now he is, especially like I said, like he obviously he's, he holds the Celtics record for most threes in a game with eleven. So yeah, I, would, I thought about that. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. I'd go Marcus and that. I'd go Marcus. Don't get me wrong, JT. Obviously, shooting like forty percent. Like that's 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 some, that's some good stats. But yeah, I mean, I, I would go with Marcus. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. M- Marcus has. I mean, that game against the Suns that was just insane. Definitely, absolutely definitely. insane. All right, I'm so, not loving as that. So you go. Yeah. He's and the ultimate Celtic curiosity. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I've got, I've got. I think this. I think this is the final question. I think we've got. Um, to be fair, we had loads of questions, but we can't answer them all as we'd be here for like four hours. But um, yeah. okay, so we've got one which is not necessarily so it's related, but it's from it's from British British Bucks UK. So that's a they do their page. So if you don't if you don't know them, go check them out. Um, yeah, will, will we see NBA? Will, will we see the NBA London game again anytime soon? Um, and do you ever see the NBA getting as big or bigger than the NFL in the UK? I mean, do you want to do you want to answer that first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll, I'll shoot that one to you. To be honest, to be fair, to be fair, I'll let you cover that one first, and then okay, okay. Well, I would say, um, will the NBA come back to London? Not anytime soon. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be in Paris now for. Uh, a while I think it'll be in Paris for a while um, whether the NBA open it up to you know obviously this year we were supposed to have a couple of NCAA games uh, at the O2 yeah. um, but I mean whether they open in terms of the NBA whether they open it up to say you know um, for example those two teams that would come over they would go to Paris they would play a game they would then come to the UK and they would play in London they would play each other twice, but in the space of like three days. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be part of the schedule, or they do back yeah, to back one each other. Yeah, because you get that as well, don't you? You get that sometimes where two teams face each other back to like one after the other, but it's not quite a back to back. Well, mostly it happens in baseball, doesn't it? Like baseball is a prime example. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I would say, in terms of it coming back to London anytime soon, no, I don't think it will, but. Which is unfortunate, um, especially for now the NBA is picking up so much steam over here. Um, mm. Bit of a shame, but I mean, you know, I think it will come back eventually. But I do think it will probably be like what I just said, where the NBA will introduce a couple of international games. Um, but yeah. like I said, I was speaking to the Celtics when they when they came over. Um, I was speaking to my guy at Celtics, um, who who will have on the pod at some point. But he said that you know. For them to come over, for any team to come over, the amount of work and the amount of effort and stress and strain that it puts on the players and the league and the organisation, like it's, it's crazy. Like most people don't understand what goes into it. It's not just a case of getting on the plane, flying over it, playing a game, and then flying back. Like there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot more. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 crazy. Um, I mean, we need to all just appreciate that they they bring games out of 
the US anyway. But I mean, like we kind of discussed earlier on the on, on episode one, where the atmosphere. Now, if you're a new fan, I would honestly, I would suggest you go and uh, picking a team, following them, and then going over to their arena, yeah. watching them live. 100%. Yeah, it, it's com- it's completely different. Like the atmosphere in the UK at the London Games than it is over, for example, in TD Garden, is absolutely miles apart from each other. TD Garden, you could be playing. Like I said, you could be playing the Atlanta Hawks on a Wednesday night, right, at TD, right? And it will be louder. I can promise you it will be louder in there than it would be at a Liverpool Champions League game. I can promise you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that kind of, like, level. But, yeah, I mean, I can't, kind of go off and be in track there. But, yeah, I don't think the NBA will come back to London for a while. Um, in terms of it growing, like, as big as the NFL, hell yeah. I think it's got such a... I mean, I don't yeah. think it will. I mean, it took ages for the NFL to grow. And look how big it is now. I think it's going to be bigger. I think it'll be bigger than the NFL at some point. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I went to the last NBA London game and I can honestly say I'm not surprised why they've, let, why they, why they've moved it over to Paris. Like, it's... I know it was Wizards and the, and the Knicks and it sort of felt like and nothing, it, like everybody in the build-up towards it was great. Everything was great. The buzz round, it was amazing. Obviously, John Wall ended up getting injured. So there was one player that we didn't get to see that could have made, like, he's an all-star. You know, that that's huge for pulling the people in and getting the atmosphere because you need the best players, in my opinion, to make something like that work. You have to put on a show. And I just feel Paris was just mind-blowing. Like, it was just, it didn't fail. It was, it was known as an experiment to see if it was much better. And I think it excelled massively. So in terms of like, do I think the game will come back over here? I don't think it will. Honestly, I don't. The only, the only way I could probably see them doing it, and it's probably a dreamland thing, is if they take the all-star game on the road. I think that's if way we would see it. If they start saying, right, we'll take the all-star game on the road, and they do it in Mexico, like they do Mexico game, and then they go, right, we'll take it to Europe. But then it'll probably end up in Paris anyway. So, like, like you said, we've got the NCAA games that we were meant to have. I was actually looking forward to that because I think that's, that's a chance for us to, like, show the NBA, like, we still care. We still want that game in London. And I just feel like Paris made such a good impression. It's a lot harder now to get that back. So I feel, I hope, my hope is that it does come back, but do I honestly like? Do I honestly think it? I don't think it will, which is which is quite disappointing to be honest, because we had some really good games. Mm, and it, it, like we said earlier, you know, the game is growing. Everybody in the UK is doing their thing and making <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, is making this this sport that we love bigger over here, but. In terms of how far I think it's behind the NFL, it's probably the best part of a decade because the NFL has been here for as long as I can remember. It's been here for what seems like a lifetime, and they've got so much, like so much of a head start on the NBA that the, the, the things that us guys are doing in, as a as a UK, NBA UK family and community, it needs us to do it and keep doing it. And then I think we probably could get it as big as the NFR. 100%. Right, guys. 
I think that'll wrap it up. Thank you for all your questions. And that is the end, unfortunately, of that UK Celtics podcast for another episode. We will be back next week where we will have a very, very special guest. I'm not going to say too much, but make sure that you are with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, share the pod, and just, uh, you know, get involved. Because at the end of the day, as much as it's about me and Nath, it's also about getting you guys, you guys getting involved. So, yeah, Nath, thanks for joining me. No worries, man. It's been a pleasure yet again. Um, I'm sure, like you'd say as well, thanks to all the questions that we had. They were great at the end. I know that we're going to try and do this as often as we can and put, uh, put some question boxes out on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We need to get, need to get the people involved. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think that'll, that'll do us for this week. Like I said, very special guest coming next week. Make sure you keep an eye out on all the socials. Um, just to reiterate again, Make sure you subscribe on however you're listening. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and hit the notifications button. So when we do get another episode live, you are the first to know. Um, I've been Tom Wade with the Boston Brit, a.k.a. Nath. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next week, peace.